What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN <laughs> Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Harry Douglas in for Key today. Hey, Harry, you here on Jay just now on with DiPietro and Rothenberg? Was I here? You, you, did you hear him just yeah. now? Yep. Get the feeling he likes them better than us. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit more. No, don't look at me like that, Jay. It was a little. Well, you, you sound. You sound more excited. No, I, I looked at you like that because has nothing to do with you. I mean, it has everything to do with Max. Oh. <laughs> Once again, I motivate the athletes. I, I mean, Tom I mean, Brady, Steph Curry, Jay. I mean, Will. You invite them this time, Jay. What'd you say? Where'd you invite them this time? Like, uh, well, there's guys, no doubt I like them way better are you than guys you. Going to like look <laughs> at you. Your, your tone. I, are you joking? Are you telling? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. What are you time, doing? Jay? Seriously, fourth. Where'd you yeah. invite them? Fourth of July barbecue at your house? Like, like. I mean, those guys. Guys are funny guys. I mean, they're funny guys. I mean, they're not telling me how great they are all the time. You know, I Max. You know, Max is telling me all the highlights of his resume. Every Sometimes, day. I, I mean, if you don't toot your own resume, horn, there's no music. Four hours to fill. Yeah, I know, and they're not scheduling thirty conference calls a day. Evan, I, I don't know what you want me to do. Evan's <laughs> mad because during the show, he has a conference call Jay missed. How many there's a Zoom call? meeting Jay missed, missed during it. the segment. I missed another one. <laughs> Jay, go to do uh, Get Up. Also, you got to be on the show, and uh, Evan has scheduled a Zoom meeting in between now and when you walk down the hall to go to Get Up. Yeah, we're going to do a listening session. <laughs> Wait, Evan, you have to listen during the listening session. Max, yeah. are you listening? I, so... Oh, you know who was listening? You know great what, turn. The, what the what everyone was telling great me. Turn, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj. Oh, does he listen? Woj bomb. Everyone talks to Woj. ESPN senior NBA insider on the twelve o'clock sports center. Listen to what he said about Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn has been hesitant to do a long term deal with Irving, but they also run the risk of alienating Kevin Durant and perhaps unfastening him uh, from his commitment to wanting to be in Brooklyn if Kyrie Irving were to leave. In a perfect world, the Nets find a way to do a deal that still gives them some leverage to get Kyrie Irving on the court next season. Uh, But certainly, if he's willing to take significantly less money, he could walk, he could sign perhaps that $6 million exemption with the Lakers. He ain't signing no $6 million exemption with the Lakers. Come on. You don't go from $30 million to $6 million for one year. This is the ultimate disrespect, though, too. That, that's, oh. that's crazy to me. I, I, it's but it's interesting you, reporting because what Woj is saying is the, the strategy, or at least the hope from teams around the league is, oh, wait a minute. If there's an issue with Kyrie and KD becomes untethered to the Nets as a result, now you have one of the – Best players who ever lived may be available. Free agent. Well, this is why I don't see it happening, because if you're Kevin Durant, you have tethered this part of your career at 33-34 to your best friend, to your brother, right? Which I give you credit for, man. Like, I'm a huge Jersey guy, huge Frank Sinatra. Like, favorite song, like, my way. Like, I did it my way. And that's what KD and Kyrie are trying to do. That's why inevitably – like, you see Kyrie, like, forcing their hand, and they're going to give him what he wants. Now, could there be some stipulations? Sure. Like, you could put a couple of stipulations. As long as you're not factoring an injury, why are you smirking like that? Because the, I'm thinking of my way. I think you really hit the nail on the head. 
The lyrics to My Way and the best part of the song is when Sinatra goes to speak the words he really feels and not the words of one who kneels, right? KD and Kyrie, whatever you think of their leadership or their decision-making or the X or their reaction or KD's overly sensitive to what he thought, blah, blah, blah. But those lyrics certainly apply to those two. They will tell you what they, they, they are going to speak the words they really, really feel and not the words of one who kneels for sure. And, and that's their way. And they're, and they're besties, right? They want to do it together. You, got, I, I, you can't hate on that. They run the organization. Like, let's be honest about it. Like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, like, and it's, it's not to minimize Sean Marks at all, because Sean Marks has a very pivotal role. But, like, everybody knew what time it was when Katie decided to come along with Kyrie came first. Kyrie was in Brooklyn first. He came out, remember, and said, I want to be here. So, you know, we talked before, HDMX, about, well, Kyrie, you know, KD usually recruits people. Like, Kyrie was on KD. Like, let's do this here. Yep. So now you're telling me the guy that brought in the unicorn, I was like, yo, let's build it here. You're saying we're not sure we're committed to the guy? Okay, let's see how that pans out for <laughs> better the better that man, Harry. Well, I think moving forward, too, though, like, I think communication between those two is going to be very pivotal moving forward. Because I do not, I, and, and I don't know, because I don't know KD and I don't know Kyrie, but from the outside looking in, it didn't look like the communication between those two were on one accord throughout last season. Mm. Moving forward, especially KD going through Kyrie, this. KD and Kyrie, you mean? Yes. <clears throat> but going, moving forward, going through this process, especially, I think it's very pivotal for both of those guys that they're on the same page because they are the two biggest pieces within this organization. The, you know, I'm thinking about what is at stake for KD. You know, I, I, I thought, look, in retrospect, maybe the Golden State move was good for him because you think of a guy differently once he wins the championship. Even if you know that's a setup, man, they can't lose. Nevertheless, now he's a champion. He's in a different category, Not right? Not just a champion, but a two-time finals, <laughs> two-time finals MVP. MVP. Right. Like, to me, to me, it's like, whatever, KD, we already knew you were amazing, and now you're on a team. You add a player of your caliber or even anywhere near it to that team. Of course you can't lose. doesn't prove anything to me. But then he made a very courageous decision, I thought. He could have stayed there forever and racked up the championships, whatever. Put all that stuff in his rearview mirror. He said, now I'm going to go out and do my own thing. And, guys, he chose Brooklyn, USA. That is whatever you want to say. Well, there's less pressure because it's not the Knicks. You're in the media capital of the world, yeah. in the largest market in the country, for a, for a city that hasn't won an NBA championship or a basketball championship of any kind since 19, uh, among the men, since 1976 when Dr. J in the ABA, right? And in fact, the Nets were the last franchise to win a championship here. The Knicks were it since 72, 73. And you choose that market and that place to go to to do your own thing, that's huge. Now, the job is unfinished. And as much a leverage as KD gives Kyrie, I think the realization of all that, Jay, that the job is not finished yet and this is the best spot, that does give the Nets some leverage because they know KD knows that too. And the motivation that, Max, he left Golden State, a team that just won the NBA Finals, and then he paired up with a guy in but, Kyrie Irving. And all Steph that just won without him. Here, That's what here, I'm saying. Here's why I think this is going to work when it's all said and done. This is a story of redemption for the three main cogs on this team, right? Oh, yes. So you have the story of redemption for KD. Oh, I left Golden State, decided to do it my own. You have the story of redemption for Kyrie. I was in... 
Cleveland. I made one of the biggest shots in sports basketball history. Right, I won a championship first ever in Cleveland history. And then I went to Boston because I wanted to do it my way. Didn't really pan out. Boston just got to the world championship. So you're adding that factor into it, right? After KD's watching Golden State just win a world championship. And then you got Ben Simmons on top of that Oof. that's coming from Philadelphia. So, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, so many times with athletes, it's not just about, like, the personal motivation. It's also about the collective motivation yep. about what you're fighting after. And my thing, there's so much on the line here for all three of these dudes. I don't. There's no better opportunity for them to come together to have a moment like this to give it to everybody next year. Even Joe, even Harris, Joe, Harris, Joe Harris, Harris has a playoff coming, yeah. off, coming off injury. injury but well, not, not just injury. That, the fact that when playoff he played, before, playoff before he that. played so terribly against the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and couldn't buy a basket if his life was dependent on it. Mm-hmm. And so he's a great that, shooter. Oh, yeah. yeah. So here's another thing for KD. Ready for this? On top of all that. So Steph just won without you, KD, and he was the finals MVP. And you haven't won anything without Steph, so it's the whole Kobe Shaq thing, right? But how about this one? KD, LeBron won with Kyrie. LeBron won with Kyrie. And that's the dude you're with now. Ooh, I oh, like you're thinking, don't Max. let – see, LeBron – KD and LeBron both played the 73-win Warriors team in 2016. KD came up short LeBron in Game 7 in Golden State. Won. LeBron won in Game 7 at Golden State. Now – KD has Kyrie just like LeBron did. Don't you, LeBron can't win a chip with Kyrie, and KD doesn't. So like, I, there's a lot on the line. So for I him. pose this that adds an element to that, Max. I'm gonna one up your one up. <laughs> why did K, Why did LeBron and Kyrie not really work? Right? Mm-hmm. It's because it clashed, and LeBron was going to lead, and Kyrie wasn't sure if he liked the way LeBron. Kyrie has openly stated that he's like, I didn't appreciate. The way LeBron led, I didn't know all that came along with it mm-hmm. until now. Like he stated that on the podcast, right? I think on the boardroom podcast with Rich Kleiman, who is KD's partner. So knowing that now, is is Kevin Durant the right personality to help Kyrie? Is is Kyrie leading? Is KD leading? Is does KD have the type of leadership skills to a degree like a LeBron that got the best out of Kyrie? Or, or Kyrie, Kyrie's maturation I'm process? I'm going to free up you. I'm going to th- all right. Has Kyrie taken the next step? Right, because LeBron led, right? Can Kyrie lead to a championship if he separates himself from LeBron to go with, Ky- Ky- with KD? Uh, watching yeah. the last three years, HD yeah. and Max, what do you think about Kyrie Irving's leadership? And I've, if you're a Kevin Durant, that, that kind of like I have not back seen up. Kyrie lead a group to the promised land or anywhere close. Okay. I'll be honest. I haven't seen him do it. That's why, and he took exception to this in an interview we did when I was on first take, but... That's why I thought of him then as a special offensive weapon, but I didn't think of him as 1A to LeBron's 1 on Cleveland. I thought of him as a special weapon to be deployed, but I hadn't yet seen him... Make others better. And yet he has the skill... Like, take James Harden. James Harden, when he was on Brooklyn, rolled out of bed looking a hot mess, fat and out of shape, immediately made everyone around him better. But Kyrie's skill for skill is better than Harden. He shoots better than Harden. He handles are better than Harden. But, but Harden had the wisdom in terms of when to deploy those skills to make the group better. I have not seen that from Kyrie. So, so here's, you know, when, when Charles Barkley goes on national TV and radio and talks about KD being the bus driver, right? For me, the fact that there's even a question about who's the leader of this team kind of acknowledges Says a lot where Barkley is going. Right. Like so a, a lot of times when you talk about has Kyrie led, 
Like, that's your assessment, right, Max? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of power that Kyrie wills within that organization. It's a lot. Because in in order for that to change, the one person that needs to confront that power more than anything is Kevin Kevin Durant. And if you know Kevin Durant, how does KD deal with confrontation? Right? Like, you see how he deals with confrontation via social media. Like, it almost is like a passive So, Jay, what does that remind you of? Where was another contemporary superstar went to a team with his bestie and was the better player, but the bestie was really the leader, and as a result, it didn't work at first? LeBron and Wade. It took Wade telling LeBron, yo, LeBron, LeBron, you got to take the lead. Will this take Kyrie? Going to KD and saying, "Look, this has to be yours." I don't see it happening because that, that's because it's Kyrie's personality. See, D Wade has the personality to, and, and the maturity to understand. Okay, we need LeBron James to make this thing. We need him to take the keys for 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 what we plan to do to come to fruition. But how much of that is because Wade? He played with Shaq, but he was the Finals MVP. But Wade, Wade yeah, has. Right? But see, have you ever spent time he with D Wade? That. No, like, not he, really. He's I mean, kind of chill, too, so, though. I, I've done D-Wade's fantasy camp down in Miami. And D-Wade's crazy competitive, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's a certain, like, laid-backness to, to D, right, where he, like, he, he wants you to kind of go and take the next step. See, to me, Kyrie, point guard Kyrie's a little bit more like when, when Kobe walks into a room, like, Kobe just has this demeanor where it's like, it's like a lion's roar, right? Like, to me, D-Wade's a little bit more like an elephant. Like, he's in the room. He's extremely powerful, he can show you his power when he wants, but it's not He's as secure. Like, yeah, it's not. A, and, and, and that's kind of Kyrie to me, right? Where Kyrie like, has this Kobe Bryant. He comes from the Kobe Bryant tree now. Yeah, yeah. Think about what he studies. So that's a strong-ass personality. Look, and, at, I, look at the two, those two bantering going back and forth. Uh, was it a USA practice mm-hmm. where Kyrie was telling Kobe Bryant, I'll bust, bust you up one-on-one. And those two was going back and forth about that whole ordeal. But that just shows you the mindset of a guy like Kyrie. He, I don't think Kyrie is going to play second fiddle to anybody, and that's just his mindset and his personality, and I don't think they're going to be able to change that. That's why I go back to my original point, right? And I, I, this means the world to me, and this is my drop mic point for why it's going to work in Brooklyn. Kyrie didn't feel like he was on the same level as LeBron James because people made him feel that way, including LeBron James, like referring to him as the kid. Like that was one of the main reasons why that didn't work long term. KD coming from Steph, and I don't care what anybody says, the fact that you're like, oh, it's still Steph's team, back, even though this dude was two-time finals MVP, which it is still Steph's team, right? KD felt like he had to go do it his way. They look at each other as equals, not one being above the other. So when you look at it as it's, it's like Debo's bike, it's like both of ours. We can just keep it at your house. That's kind of the way it is a little it bit with Kyrie. It ain't, it ain't Batman and Robin. It's, uh, it's two Batman. Or to be the Wonder Twins. Let's too bad. <laughs> Here's what I think people should keep in mind. When you watch the NBA, and no one goes for four years anymore. LeBron came straight out of high school. Kyrie had a year. You're watching young men grow up before your eyes. Of course, when you're in your early 20s, I mean, think, just think if you're listening to this, you're driving a truck right now, wherever you are right now, you're in your kitchen, whatever. Think about when you were in your early 20s, if all eyes on the, of the world were on you and analyzing your every piece of behavior, all your successes, but also all your mistakes. Yes. Right? I've That's thought about what, that a lot. So, right. <laughs> so, so when Kyrie is 19, 20, even 23, 24, 25, same thing with LeBron. Of course they're less mature than when they're fully grown 
adults with different kinds of responsibilities and they've been around the block a bunch of times. They have experience. Of course they change and mature. And of course you can look back and see where they erred because of immaturity and lack of experience. And, and that doesn't mean that they're doomed forever to keep repeating those mistakes. They grow up. And we, we just watch it. We're just, we just witnessing the whole thing. Keyshawn J. Willemax is brought to you by Straight Talk. Try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. NBA draft is tonight. J. Will is going to tell you both the floor and the ceiling for the projected top five picks tonight in terms of NBA comps. Floor and ceiling for each one of these guys, Jay. You were just going to do the ceiling, but then I chimed in and said, hey, why does he do the floor too? Just do the floor too. Just do it all, Jay. Let's start with the odds-on favorite, Paolo Boncaro of Duke. So Paolo Boncaro, look, to me, there's a little bit of a Julius Randle in there about how he gets – like, but I – I honestly think that could be the floor for Paolo Bencaro, right? Like because Ooh, hope that's not the ceiling. <laughs> no, because <laughs> because of his ability to get to certain spots. I, I think the ceiling is somebody like a, a Carmelo Anthony type oh. blend, but taller, right? With a little bit more of a like a, a KD splash to it because he's six. Is that Tatum? It's not really Tatum because he plays a little bit more. Like his game is built more like a, a big because he's six ten and has that frame. But the skill set is a very high skill set. So I, I think there's that, that type of fluctuation. But I think his ability and the skill set to shoot it, to be in pick and pop, how you can, he could be a mismatch. I think he's a mismatch walking on the floor, frankly. You try to put a smaller guy on him, he could punish him on the block. Or with the size, you try to put a bigger guy on him, he can move more fluid on the perimeter. Jabari so, Parker. Uh, Jabari, I keep calling it Jabari Smith of Auburn. So I, I would say that I, I go back to a Rashad Lewis as it relates to his ceiling. And, like, Rashad Lewis's ceiling was extremely high um, because of the talent. I will also say, like, there's – to me, I don't really know if there's a, a floor on him because the size and the length, like, the skill set ultimately is very special. So, for some of these guys, I'm not going to have a floor because I think that's also a little bit disrespectful. And defensively, he, he he's, he's a good. beast, man. He's an absolute beast. Gonzaga's Chet Holmgren. So, the floor and the ceiling are the same for me. I'm curious what you guys think about this. You ready? Mm-hmm. I mean – he once played with Luka Doncic. Do you know where I'm going here, Max, on this one? I mean, I'm going with Porzingis, right? Like, you look at Porzingis, you're like, man, his ceiling, ah! And then it didn't pan out. You're like, oh, it's floor. Injuries, it's oh. injuries. Like, injuries really, and yeah. that. But, like, I, I feel like it's a combination of both. And it reminds me a little bit of Kevin Garnett because of the wiry strength, right? But how he can play inside out and also hang a little bit more in the perimeter. Jonathan Gavoni was on this just in, terrific show, ESPN, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, yesterday and told me, hey, look, when did any ever anyone's weight or let actually have an impact that, you know, like undermine their careers. It didn't happen with KD, right? Maybe it won't happen with Holmgren. What about Purdue's Jaden Ivey, Jay? So, I mean, look, the, the ceiling for me is a, a guy like a Russell Westbrook or a John Morant. I really do believe that he is going to be the steal of the draft. Uh, I was with him the other day. I put my hands up next to his hands. It reminded me of the time I put my hands up next to Kawhi Leonard's hands. Like, they were that big in size and the frame and the burst. On, on on the lower side, for somebody like him, I kind of see like a Sean Livingston type player. Yeah. I mean, which Sean Livingston was one heck of a player, man. He, I mean, Especially he, in that mid-range. Mid-range, man. If he can just work mid-range. on his basketball IQ, that'll come. I gave you the ceiling. You were too busy what, texting on your what's phone. What's the ceiling? Anyway, next up. 
Wisconsin's Johnny listen to Davis. Me. Are we doing another listening session? I said the ceiling was Russell Westbrook, John Morant. Get it together. What's the ceiling? Be engaged. You say I'm angry or I'm engaged. Wisconsin's Johnny Davis. So Johnny Davis to me, I look at Johnny Davis more like um, he's lower, I would say, maybe like an Otto Porter. Right, because of the size, the frame, defensively, I think he's talented. Like he can knock down the mid-range jump shot. He gets in this operating system on a higher side. Like it's hard for me on a ceiling for him because I think his game is just different. Like um, it is different. I don't really know what to comp for him on a higher side. Hmm. It's I would say a poor man's possibly Grant Hill. And I Poverty poor, stricken, or and I like, what are we talking a poor, about? A poor man's starving <laughs> to death, Grant See, Hill. Because I, when I look at Grant, like, and I, I kind of tinker with that, man. Grant was like, Grant could have been, Grant had that Jordan athletic ability, man. Yeah. Like early in his career, like Grant Pippen's had a game with upside. Pippen's game with Jordan's like I athletic. Said poor ability. man's kind of like you know, like I said, poor man's Jay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, but that still feels like a slight on the ceiling to somebody. Oh, I know, like it is. So I, I, really, I, I kind of feel like with John Davis, this, I'm not going to put a cap on him. This, this was interesting. Brandon I, I Ingram? I for this one. All right. I was Keegan Murray. So I'm going to be honest with you. I have a hard time for Keegan Murray. Hmm. I had a very hard time because I think his game translates in a lot of different ways. I got one for you. Talk to me. Danny Granger. Hmm. Like young Danny Granger. Yes, Danny Granger. Danny Granger was a, was a dude, man. He was that dude before he got hurt. Actually, I really but, like that but, one because I struggle with But when you look at this makeup and this build and the way he plays, it's it kind of it's kind of a little similar to a Danny Granger. Is that that's his ceiling, right? You yeah, say his ceiling, ceiling is Danny Granger. Yep. Yeah, I, I get lost on him, man. There's sometimes I watch it and I'm like, it can translate, and there are other times I get a little bit confused yeah. about the level it can translate to. But look, I like his size, I like his frame. Once again, so many of these guys, it depends upon fit, Harry. That's the biggest challenge, like. You know, that's a draft period, though. That, that, that's so much of it. I mean, the fit of where you get a chance to play and who you play for and what system you play in. Yep. And if somebody actually sees, and also developmentally, like are you going to the right developmental kind of fit for a team so you can grow the right way? But what's the upside? Okay, tune into ESPN's <laughs> daily podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So, guys, the Raiders went all in on Devontae Adams. Will it lead to a Super Bowl? Harry answers that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com.
That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas in for Key, and at the moment, Chris Canty in for Jay. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Chris Canty is giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So NFL.com wrote an article about which NFL player could change their legacy most during the upcoming season, like Steph Curry did with his finals MVP. Wow. Everyone told me I was crazy. You can't say that about Steph, his legacy. And then as soon as he did it, everyone's like, oh, look at this, something new, just like I said, right? I mean, Whose no. voice is that? Did you just make, though? Everyone's like, oh, you can't. Everyone's afraid of the <laughs> negative outcome. So it's like, yeah. oh, don't set Steph Curry. I'm not setting him up. I'm just saying, can he do it? He did it. Okay, Dana, listen, Chris Canty, while you're chewing on that, Dana in Richmond has something to say. All right, let's take a listen to what Dana got. I think um, Derek Carr, he could change his legacy. And I'm a Raider fan. I've never been a big Derek Carr fan. He I quarterback. But I think he would take himself to the next level with the acquisition of Devontae Adams. He could change his legacy. But it all depends on the secondary and the Raiders. I don't know about Dana. I don't know about that, man. I think Derek Carr has already changed his legacy, right? With all of the different things that the Raiders franchise has to deal with. Think about it: John Gruden getting caught up in the scandal, the fallout from the Washington Commanders or, uh, investigation, gets fired. You had the situation where Henry Ruggs um, tragically got into a car accident and killed someone. You had the situation with former first-round draft pick Damon Arnett going back and forth on social media with firearms and getting cut by the team. Derek Carr shepherded the franchise through all of no those question. different tr- controversies. I don't know that no, anybody. But, but Chris, I don't think anybody would say that Derek Carr hasn't elevated in terms. He of has his elevated around the National Football League. He has elevated, no question. But I think to a lot of people, I'll include myself in this category. You know, I'm watching football. I didn't play. Sure. I'm watching. And I'm looking at Derek Carr. He looks good as a young player. Maybe he's the second most impressive guy except for Andrew Luck when he's first coming up, like at below a certain age at a certain point. Okay. Maybe he's good. Maybe he's not. I don't know. He had a bad season. I'm not sure. And, and he winds up in that kind of middle pack of quarterbacks who still have questions. But if he, even this savage AFC West right now, look sure. at the quarterback. If they win a Super Bowl out of that division, now all of a sudden it's not just these great leadership skills. He is a stone-cold baller if he does that. It, it elevates him. So I, I add another one to it, though, Chris. you got to remember this franchise moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. Yeah. That's another hurdle. But at the same time, I do believe Derek Carr winning a Super Bowl will change a lot of talks amongst a lot of people. Now, I will say this. Derek Carr has to get a playoff win first. Yeah. We, that's got to happen. We One talk about Super Bowl. That, that's got to happen. He hasn't had a playoff win in his career yet. And, and yeah, but to his defense, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities to be ex- in exactly. the playoffs right because right of some of the too. mismanagement with the Raiders organization, a lot of dysfunction. But the other thing that we also have to consider, we have one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in all of football, say, you know what? I'm cool on the back-to-back MVP. I'm going to go run with Derek Carr. And, so and that's just, his, and that's so his so boy. So in terms of perception around NFL circles, maybe that's already changed. Now, he can enhance his legacy with the ring. We all know that the chip speaks louder than anything else. But I think Derek Carr has made huge strides from where he came into the last season at to where he is right now. I, I think it's a good I think that's a good pull. Derek, Carr, Derek, Derek Carr's not a bad one. I, I think there's only really one right answer to go, this question. Go. It's got to be Dak Prescott. It's got to be Dak Prescott. Oh, we didn't even I mean, have think, it. think about this. It's got to be Dak Prescott. I mean, Harry said Matt Ryan. I think that's yeah. a hell of a good one because 
Matt Ryan has all the numbers. Like, if Matt Ryan won a Super Bowl, he's in a whole different category than he is now. Getting to the Super Bowl and And they blowing that 28-3 lead as well against Tom Brady to add another one to Tom Brady's legacy. That, Why that's would Dak that's cloud that's, cool. that's, that's, that's cool, Ryan's but I'm head. just going to ask you guys this question. With Dak Prescott, has any quarterback done less with more? I, I think about this. Dak Prescott has the number one offense. He's done has that a couple of times. any quarterback oh. had done less with more? Exactly. Think current about, in the NFL. Current in the NFL. Think about the supporting cast very good that Dak Prescott has come into every, pretty much every season Especially that he's had. Last year. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, rushing Especially champ, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, I mean, you name Michael it. Michael Gallup. One of, the, one of the best offensive lines that we've seen in the last two decades in the National Football League. Last year, you had a player on the defensive side of the ball that was in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. He might be the best defensive player coming into 2022. Kirk Cousins. That Michael Parsons. But, but, All I'm simply saying is, for the $40 million that Jerry Jones paid him <laughs> every single year, like $40 million average annual value for a guy that was considered once upon a time to be a top-10 quarterback – why don't we have more from Dak Prescott when it matters that, the most? It's a hell of a only, point. only one playoff win? Come on, bro. No, no, I, we, I, we sitting here waiting on it now. You. you don't you. have any excuse as to why you can't get it done. But he won't be coached by Mike McCarthy after this year. Sean Payton going to get the no, best he out has, of him. Yeah, he has excuses. <laughs> so, so Sean Payton so, going to so get the So what best you're telling me is Dak Prescott is just good enough to get his coaches fired. Well, here, is that what you're telling me? No, here's the excuse. Jason Garrett, now Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Chris, here's the wrong way. Chris, here's the wrong way. How many years Dak been in the league? Here's the, the, here's the on, runway bro. Dak has. You're making a good point, though. The runway Dak has is he had Jason Garrett as a coach. Not good enough. Everyone knew it. They get rid of him, but they replace him with Mike McCarthy. Not good enough. Let's be honest. When they replace McCarthy, he's going to have – that's the end of this year. Then he's going to have another year. Oh, new coach, learning. That. He's got two more years of runway before they were really looking at him. Max, it can't always be the coach's fault. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is Mike McCarthy out there taking any snaps? No. It's, the, it's the quarterback, right? Yeah, okay, sure. I'm just saying there's no player that has more impact on the Dallas Cowboys' success than Dak Prescott. At some point, no, he is the main. Oh, they win a lot at, of games at, with him. At, at some point, Offense we got to get defense. past having double-digit win seasons, mm-hmm. and we got to start winning when it matters. What the about most Kirk in Cousins? What about Kirk Cousins? What's I, the difference between that and Dak? He's had a lot. You know, he gets paid a lot. Well, the team he hasn't he done all that much. He's had, he's had a lot. No, he's had, yeah, he's had good teams. But I, he's, but I'll he's, tell had, you, he's had Dak plays for that star. But, tell, tell me the about. offensive line that Kirk Cousins played behind but that Dak, is comparable to what the Dallas uh, Cowboys are bringing to the party. Dallas Cowboys offensive line has taken some hits in recent years. But, but, Come on, Max. But more than that, here, here's what I think about the Cowboys. Because we spend so much time paying attention to them because they're such a big media sensation – I think we have a tendency to over-evaluate, over-rate their roster because we're the layperson is familiar with the names. Oh, look at that name. Look at that name. But, but are the Cowboys really the most talented team, say, in the NFC East this year? Are we sure they're more talented than the Eagles? If you took the quarterbacks away, which roster would you rather have? I would probably go with Philly, but here's yeah, the I'm thing, Max. We can't ignore the quarterback. That's the most important position. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, that's the part that I need and Dak Prescott. And we criticize Jalen Hurts That's as well. why I'm saying we have to get Dak Prescott to step up. Because if you're talking about a $40 million quarterback losing the division to Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts' second year no, as I a agree. full-time starter. I don't disagree. I, I, I mean, there's some serious questions about Dak. So that's why I say he has the opportunity to enhance his legacy, but he also has the opportunity to, to have that go the other way on him this season. They better get back to that run game. <laughs> See, but as soon as you say that, why, if you're giving him $40 million, Why are we he's got back a, to run game? Why, why, well, he's not the kind of quarterback that can drop back 40 times. But, really? But, so why am I paying him $40 million? But, but still, but 
How many quarterbacks do you have? You can count on your hand how many quarterbacks you have in the National Football League that can drop back 40 times a game and you say you can get it done. This is a conversation we had multiple times in our wide receiver room where we would come in and game plans and we'd be like, hold on, it's too many receivers saying, hold on, it's too many damn passes in this game plan. We're not going to be effective unless we're balanced and we're running the football. Justin Herbert can drop you, back a bunch of times. I promise you the receiver that usually sits in that chair would never say something like that. But here's the thing. <laughs> you bring up a great point, Harry, because think about this. We're sitting here saying, going into 2022, that the Dallas Cowboys need to run the football more. We're going to take the ball out of Dak Prescott's hands, and we're going to run the football more because that is the best path to success. That in and of itself is an indictment on Dak Prescott, period. Maybe. There's no other way Maybe. to look at it. Maybe I would say that Matthew Stafford, like if Dak found it, if the Cowboys had a Matthew Stafford situation, that might be the sweet spot, and that's not an indictment of Dak necessarily, but Chris, largely I see it the way you do. Dak has been – we saw the trajectory and expected certain things that have not happened yet. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus – their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. We have Chanae Ogumike with us right now. Um, Hi, guys. What's up, Chanae? Chanae? So for some reason, it's been a long time, Chanae. Why? I know. It's because I'm in the West Coast, the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you ain't trying to get up at this hour. Come on, let's be honest. <laughs> nope. Plus, you've been hooping. <laughs> and I'm you've in season. Hooping. I'm in yes. season, y'all. Yeah, that's right. You and and today is also a basketball star, so on top of everything else. So what what is Title IX? This is the 50th anniversary, and um, and obviously you, you are someone who is uh, in a good position to speak about this personally. What does it mean to you? It means equality of opportunity. Title IX means that everyone has a right to pursue their dreams. And it's especially shown through the landscape of sports. But it's also that, you know, we are protected in that aspiration. It was not just about, you know, women or girls being able to, you know, play and compete at a high level just like men or boys. But it's also that on campuses we feel protected as we're pursuing these dreams. I went to Stanford. I played under Hall of Fame coach Tara Vandeveer, and she reiterated the importance of how Title IX created the pathway for us to live out our wildest dreams. And I'm currently playing in the WNBA. We're, we're ascending with our, our, our game, and, and honestly, we stand on the backs of the, you know, on the shoulders of those who came before us. And to me, that's completely the legislation of Title IX. Without Title IX, there would be no there would be no circumstance where I could feel as great as I do as a professional athlete, someone that gets to play basketball, talk about basketball, make a living, because those opportunities were not guaranteed before, but they are now. So I'm very grateful. 
Chinay, just a quick question on follow up on that. Uh, obviously, I got I got a chance to talk to Megan Rapino the other day, and they were talking about uh, you know them actually in their CPA getting equal pay to the men's team and things of that sort. Like, how do you see the WNBA kind of moving forward in that regard? Yeah, well, you know, before the NWSL signed their CBA or ratified their new CBA this year, two years prior in 2020, we ratified our own CBA, the WMBPA, that really paved the way for some of these conversations as well. You know, we work hand-in-hand with the NWSL, Megan Rapino, um, Crystal Dunn of the U.S. Women's National Team, uh, so many players that you're hearing about that have created that pay equity conversation. We've done so in the WNBA as well, you know, at least laid the foundation for that. So, you know, I think when you hear about these negotiations happening, you know, the NBA is in, you know, CBA negotiations right now. On the women's side, we all move in unison, which makes it unique, meaning what we were fighting for in 2020 for our CBA, which for those who are listening, that's our collective bargaining agreement, the terms in which we, uh, the, the league works with us as players to create you know, a, a, you know, a league and, and have games. What we were fighting for is the exact same thing that the NWSL is fighting for is the same thing that our women's hockey players fight for. So we as women have to stand united because that we're stronger together and people hear our voices. So when I hear what, you know, goes on with what Megan Rapinoe says or Alex Morgan says or Crystal Dunn says, it's the same thing that my sister Neko Gumake says, Sue Bird says, Diana Taurasi says, um, so yeah, we're always in agreement. Uh, Chanae, I, I want to take things to the to the NBA. Uh, we see everything that's going on right now. See and hear everything that's going out on right now with the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. How do you see things shaking out between those two guys? They gotta run it back. You know, one year. It feels like. Don't we all feel like finally we're getting back? I know it's like we've been saying this for two years, but like we're starting to really get back to you know, our, our normalcy a little bit when it comes yes. to being able to go outside and do things, right? This upcoming season, there will be no excuses, hopefully, fingers crossed, right, where hopefully you'll have stars available for 82 games. You won't have to deal with certain circumstances with regard to the pandemic. And so now we'll see what the Brooklyn Nets are truly made of because there has always been – oh, well, we're dealing with this circumstance, this, the aftermath of this injury. Oh, one of our players has this, you know, viewpoint on X, Y, or Z. Now it's like everyone should show up to work. You know, trades aren't happening midseason where you're trying to acclimate someone. It's like, no, we will have a full off season. We will have a full training camp. KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, should there should be an expectation that they're, they're here to play. And when I mentioned that big three, we're talking about a team that on paper – should be the best team in the East. But we all know that reality has sort of gotten in the way of that. On paper, you have, and no, no, actually, this is in real life. This is a factoid. The best score in the NBA. KD averaged 37 and 6 last year. Hmm. That gets lost in the sauce based on all the drama that happens. This is the best seven foot score that we have seen uh, in his prime, right? Kyrie, the most, one of the most clutch performers, especially, you know, under 6'5. Six, six, and then you've got Ben Simmons the most versatile defender, arguably someone that can guard like Draymond Green, one through five. So you've got the top scorer that's a seven-footer, a clutch performer uh, in, in Kyrie, and then one of the most versatile defenders. This team on paper should be the best team in the East. Reality puts me in the top four. My expectation is that 
they give themselves an opportunity to play for one year, and then we'll see what happens. Jane, they, doesn't this all come down to if they're not willing to pay Kyrie Irving the max and you have to be willing to let KD go? I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that extreme. I don't think it's that nuclear yet because at the end of the day, yep. Kyrie gets the headlines, but KD is the nucleus. If I'm, I'm focused, I know that the relationship is what people are concerned about. Like, oh, if Ky- Kyrie leaves, the relationship with KD makes it possible that he could leave. I'm here, like, at Katie's house, Shanae? at his front door, saying, you are the reason. Agreed. Chanae, we got, like, 10 seconds. That's the great Chanae Agumake, ladies and gentlemen. Always great to hear from you, Chanae. Much more. Keisha Love y'all. Max coming up. Bye, Happy draft day. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.